Welcome everybody. Again, this is Evangelist Greg Brazel. I want to welcome you to another episode of Gregory Brazel Evangelist Association Podcast. I want to talk today briefly about, let's say, I would say about the birth of Christ. Right now, it is during the Christmas season. Today is actually December the 23rd, the eve before Christmas Eve. And I just want to talk about a little few things, a subject in the Bible that's leading up to the birth of Christ. I want to basically go to Luke chapter 2. Luke, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 1. Looking at one verse, and it says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. That's Luke 1 and 37. That is within itself a mighty powerful statement, a mighty powerful verse, a mighty, however you want to look at it, a mighty powerful promise to hold on to. It says, for with keep, the thing is, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Because we know later on in John, I believe it's chapter 15, the Bible says, Jesus said, for without me, you can do nothing. Then also we find in the Bible says, for I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But here I want to specifically look at this one powerful statement and the events that lead up to is saying this, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, what two events lead up to this? First of all, we look in the beginning of Luke, and the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to Luke, starts off with Elizabeth and Zacharias, her husband. And it talks about, and I'm just going to fast forward a little bit, it talks about Zacharias, he was a priest. And it also gives a little bit of history of those two, how they were well stricken and the thing that that caught me was very interesting to me about this is that they oh the bible said that they obeyed the law they was upright and they obeyed the commandments right let me find that i'm gonna read i want to read that with itself in particularly where it says that let me see, let me see, let me see, let me find, let me find. Here it is, right here. It says that, and they were both righteous before God. This is Luke chapter 1, verse 6. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord blameless. I never heard anything, anybody else doing that, except for maybe some folk in the Old Testament, it might have been more, but this really caught my attention. And it says, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments, walking, listen, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, watch, blameless. Blameless, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. This was Elizabeth 
and Zacharias, her husband. This is what the Bible says about them, that they were both righteous before God, walking in all the command. Now, remember, this is Luke, but this still is in the dispensation of law because Jesus had not been born yet. Jesus had not been crucified and buried and risen. For therefore, this is not the dispensation of grace, but they're still in the dispensation of law. And while in the dispensation of law, the Bible said this about this couple, that they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamed. Think about that. During this time, in the dispensation of law. Then it goes on to say that there was an angel that came and visited Zechariah. And, you know, and the angel told him because, first of all, it said that Zechariah was troubled and fear fell upon him because he was in the temple doing his priestly duties. He was lighting the incense in the temple. It was that time of the year. He was doing his priestly duty at the altar of incense when, it, when he saw this angel. And the angel's name was Gabriel. And the angel told Zacharias that he saw that, but the angel said unto him, Fear not, the Bible says, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. How would you like God to send an angel to you to let you know what you've been praying for after all these years that your prayer has been heard. Let's back, let, let's put some some else on it. Let's put some else on it. Because the Bible said that they were well stricken in age. That's what it says. That they were well stricken in age. And that, watch this, verse 7 says it. That they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. The Bible said that. But then God sends an angel. God sends a messenger angel. God sends Gabriel to Zacharias in the temple while he's at the altar of incense and said, Your prayers is heard, for thy prayers heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. Thou shalt call his name John. But see, now watch this now. Now I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can understand Zacharias' reasoning or rationale on this. They've been praying for years because they was well stricken in age, hadn't had a ch hadn't had a child yet. The Bible said Elizabeth was barren, and Zacharias was still praying. He was still praying. He, I, I got to believe that he was still praying because the Bible said that the angel said that for that prayer is heard. So I got to believe that Zacharias was after all these years was still praying for that son. And not that didn't God didn't hear his prayer. He ain't saying that, but because the angel was sent to ensure him that your prayer was heard. Ah, uh, see, you could be praying something for a long time. Just don't give up. Don't give up until you hear from God.
Ah, my God, my God. Oh, don't give up. Now, you're going to hear from God. You honestly keep praying. You're going to hear something from God in reference to an answer to your prayer. Now, I'm not saying that the answer going to always be what you desire it to be, but you're going to hear something from God. You keep on praying. You're going to hear something from God because your prayer is heard. And then it says that that they had joy, that it says all the people gonna have joy and everything. And he shall be great and shall not drink wine or strong drink. But then Zacharias had the question and in verse 18 and he said, Whereby shall I know this? What for I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken ears. Whereby it would have been enough for me just to see the angel, just to hear the message from the angel that my prayer had been heard. That that would have sealed the deal right there for me. But Zechariah said unto the angel, said unto the angel, whereby shall I know? You know it because I'm sent from God and I'm telling you this. That would have sealed the deal for me. He still questions. Watch this. He still questions his own ability. Because this is what he said next. For I am an old man, and my wife was stricken, and he still was looking at the physical aspect, the human aspect, the natural aspect of it all. But this was a heavenly being come from heaven. Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 19. What is it? And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel. I am Gabriel. Somebody need to keep saying, I am Gabriel. Now, Gabriel is recorded that I've been known, been aware of that Gabriel only talked to three people in the Bible. He only talked to three people in the Bible. Daniel was one. Zacharias was the second one. And the third one he talked to, we're going to talk to about in just a minute, was Mary. But he said, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glass tidings. He said, I am Gabriel. I'm, the, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I'm sent to God from God to speak to you, sent unto thee to tell you these glad times. You're going to sit and ask me, whereby I say I know that that right there, when I seen Gabriel and when he said my prayer has been heard, that should have said that that would have been enough for me. But see what happened when he died. It. That's and that's and he still was looking at his physical and natural and human ability. That's why he asked the question. But then that's why he wasn't able to talk until after the child was born. But watch this. And then and then the Bible says, And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled. In their season, thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in the season. He didn't believe what it said. That's why he was made to be dumb, not able to speak. 
but he still got the message across to Elizabeth that we got to get we got to do what we need to do because you about to get pregnant. Watch this. Watch this. And it says in verse twenty four, and after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived <coughs> and hid herself five months. She conceived. Zachariah got the message to her somehow. He had seen the angel, and they had to do this in order for her to get pregnant, for her to conceive. He got the message to her. I don't know how, but he wasn't able to talk. He was dumb, and he was struck and dumb, could not speak. But he got the message to Elizabeth that we're going to have to do this thing because you about to get pregnant. He got the message to her. Because the Bible says, and after those days, his wife Elizabeth could see. So he knew how to get the message across to her. Brothers, you know what I'm talking about. You know how to get the message to your wife. Yes, uh, let me go. Let me. You know how to get that message to her. Let me move a little forward here. But then see, that, that, that was a miracle within itself. Now, the next somebody we want to talk about in this set of scripture leading up to the birth of Christ is Mary and Joseph. And the Bible says that that same angel appeared unto Mary. Verse 26, as said, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin spot to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her, and he said, Hail, thou, shalt, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. That's a greeting. That's a salutation. Watch this, though. Watch Mary's reaction. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And cast her mind, she began to ponder in the mind. What manner of salutation should this be? Watch this. Now, when Zechariah saw the angel, the Bible said that he was troubled, that he was troubled and fear fell upon him when he saw the angel. But when Mary saw the very same angel, it says when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Not at him, but at what he was saying. She wasn't troubled at the sight of him, but she was troubled at his saying. That's what the Bible said. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast her mind. So she started listening to what he said and began to think about this thing. Wait a minute. Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Wait a minute. Where is this coming from? Let me think about this thing. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. How would you like this? Those are the type of messages that, you know, people long to get from God. The first one was when the angel told Zechariah that your prayer is heard. Said that for thy prayer is heard. Then how would you get, like to get a follow-up message that he told Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Oh, wait a minute. One before that, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women. Then he come back and said, For thou hast found favor with God. What, who wouldn't want to get, receive a message like that from the Lord? Especially when it said Gabriel was sent from God. Woo, see, now there's something in that sent from God. Now, if I want to send a message to somebody, that person will probably say, I'm sent. I'm a, I'm a sentence by you. And that person that took the message said this message was sent by so and so. But the Bible says that Gabriel was sent from God. I'm gonna move on with that one. And gave no marriage, no marriage. But then watch this, watch this, watch this. And then he said, For thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. For he shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Verse 34, Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man, watch this. See, oh, see, see. Ah, Mary. I don't know. Is her question was a little more legitimate than Zacharias, and maybe it was because Mary knew that you have to have, you got to consummate the marriage in order to have a child in order for her to conceive. She wasn't even married. She wasn't even married. And she was a virgin. So therefore, she said, how shall this be? Saying, I know not a man. Now, Zachariah's situation was different. But he still questioned, whereby shall I know this? For well, I am an old man and my wife was stricken age. Because he knew they both were old. He was an old man. His wife was stricken age. And he looked at the conditions and the situation of their present being, their bodies. They both were, they were not in their youth and they, their reproduction stages had passed. So he's talking about how, whereby said I know that I'm old, she old too. I'm old, she old. But let me move on. For here Mary said, the house shall it be saying, I know not a man. But this is what the angel told her. The angel answered, said to her, the Holy Ghost, 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 the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Woo! <laughs> he said, the Holy Ghost, the Holy, anybody know anything about the power of the Holy Ghost? Have you ever had the Holy Ghost to come upon you? Have you ever had the power of the highest to overshadow you? Remember when you first felt the power of the Holy Ghost on your life. Remember when you first had felt the power of the highest overshadow you. Remember when you first felt the Holy Ghost come upon you. Do you remember? I remember. I remember. I remember like it was yesterday. I remember like it was yesterday. My wife and I, we was in service. This was our second service. There was the service after the Sunday we got saved. 
And this is my second service. And folk were telling us that we needed the Holy Ghost in our life. They said, good that you got saved. Some good sisters and brothers in church said that's great you got saved, but your next step is to receive the baptism, the power of the Holy Ghost, something we didn't know about. So we went to church again that Sunday and went up to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We didn't receive it that Sunday, but the power of the Holy Ghost came upon us. Oh, I remember like what yesterday, the power and the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And it so happened to us, the power of the Holy Ghost fell upon us and we felt the power of the Holy Ghost that day like I never felt in my car. I hadn't ever felt it before in my life. So the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that the holy thing which shall be born and shall be called the Son of God. And I'm going to drop down to our verse that we started with. And verse 37 says, wait a minute, now verse 36 is significant all. Well, 36 said, now this bring the two together, Mary and Elizabeth. And the angel said, and behold, that cousin Elizabeth, she also had also, had also conceived a son in her old age. The angel even said she was old. <laughs> and so behold, my cousin, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. Let you know that this is a miracle too. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, who was called childless. He just emphasized that it was a miracle from God. She's old, she was barren, but she's pregnant. Uh, oh, somebody needs to hit it now. You can have all odds against you. And God still can move in your life. God still can answer your prayer. God still can pull you through. God can still heal you. You can have all odds against you. The angel says, see, old, and she was barren, but she's a six-month with child. It don't make a difference. Your situation, your condition don't make no difference to God. If you've been praying about something like Zachariah has, and they've been praying for years, God will give you a message that your prayer is heard. And if your when your prayer is heard, he definitely go answer your prayer. And then you got Mary and her situation. She was a young girl, a young virgin, uh, wasn't even married. The same angel, Gabriel, the one that stands in the presence of God and I'm sent to speak unto these, said, came to her and gave her a message that you about to get pregnant. The power of the Holy Ghost about to come upon you and the power of high said overshadow thee. That's how this going to happen. It's go what? going to happen when it's going to happen it's going to be all by the Holy Ghost power of God so you ain't got to put your hands in it just keep praying and just keep living right like Elizabeth and Zechariah did they obeyed all commandments and ordinance and was righteous before God and then here's Mary found favor with God. The Bible said, Lord is with thee. And you, you, God has, has found favor with God. And God's going to bless you. 
Just hold on. Watch this. And I'm closing. Verse 37 says, you know why this happened? This is happening. Watch. This is happening. It says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mark 10, 27 says it like this. And Jesus looking upon them said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Somebody needs to grab hold of that right now. It says, for with God, all things are possible. When it says all things, it means all things. And in Luke chapter 1, again, that verse 37, it says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mark said, For with God, all things, all things are possible. All things mean all things. All things. See, what we try to do, and I talked about this the other day, we try to categorize all things. Oh, I can put this in all things, but this don't belong in all things. All things mean all things. It don't mean what you pick and choose to be concluded in the all things. Then it won't be all things. It'll be selective things that you selected that you won't got to move on. But when it says all things, if you believe it, it can be done. If you trust in God, it can be done. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, for with God, for with God, for with God, all things are possible. Luke says it like this, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. About to wrap this up. Remember, for with God, key is for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Watch this, watch this, and I'm and I'm and I'm keep flipping back between these two verses from Mark 10 27 and Luke uh 1 and 37. It said Mark 10 27 says, For with God all things are possible. Luke says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, for with God, all things are possible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, 